Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tipa Snow. And Tipa, I came across a word the other day that I was kind of, or a couple of words that I was kind of curious about. Health advisor, trusted friend, relative. Why do I need one of those? Because I mean, I, I'm taking care of myself right now. I'm doing pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Greg, I believe you. I believe you are doing a great job. So I'm curious, though, if you were to have a stroke tomorrow, and you could no longer speak for yourself. You lost power of speech and you lost the use of your right hand and maybe even your right leg. How would you let people know what your thoughts were about what you still want? Did you want to have rehab? Do you want to learn compensatory strategies? Um, do you want us to go full tilt because you also, um, you, you, we could do surgery um, because you also then broke your forearm and, you know, we need to decide whether to, you know, to put you in something external fixator and with the tone. And yeah, yeah. So what so, <laughs> yeah, when you put it in that context, I can sort of go, hmm, okay, I can see a need, but you took it to a complex place, but is, are there simple things along the way that would there be are. beneficial I mean, as, as well? Yeah. So like, let's just say instead of this big, massive stroke event we're talking about, maybe you have sort of little tiny shifts and changes that you're starting to experience and you're starting to be a little challenged by the environment that you are in and the roles that you currently have. And and people are starting to ask questions around you about whether or not you should be doing some of the things you should be doing. Like, Greg, I don't think you should be driving anymore. And I'm not sure you should be online shopping anymore. And Greg, I mean, you're you're making purchases that just don't make sense, you know, or maybe there is no one around you to put the question to you until you crash and it's like that idea of creating a network or support system. And it doesn't have to be one person, but that someone knows you and is connected enough to you to potentially be curious about shifts and changes that are happening. And at least say, hey, Craig, tell me a little bit about how, how it's going with the shopping online. Because you mentioned that you'd really gotten this bill that sort of surprised you, huh? Mm, yeah, three thousand dollars for model cars. Wow! Yeah. So, tell me about how you think that might have happened. Well, somebody must have used my card because I oh, wouldn't do that. You would never do that, and so somebody must have used your card. Wow! You know, let's. Do you have your bill with you by any chance? Let's take a look at it and see when the purchases got made. Maybe that'll help us figure it out. So this trusted person, I mean, if you have no one in your life that you have a relationship with, that ability to just not think, well, there's people using my card, not me, and then arguing with the with the credit card company, instead of going, oh, I'm wondering if this is start of a pattern of, because we know that about half the time when these changes start happening to us, we don't realize we're experiencing these changes. We think things are happening, but we don't realize it's us. The other half, we 
do recognize something's going on, but we're, we're, we're scared and we're a little bit anxious and we're a little bit concerned that people will think something different. So to have a friend who's truly supportive of us, not judgmental, did it seem like I was truly curious about what that bill was going to show us to start? Yeah, and, and curiosity works because I didn't feel threatened. And that's that's yeah. basically what I think where you want to come from. Yeah. And so when we talk about a, a trusted advisor or a really good um, person in your life that you feel comfortable with, I mean, I'm looking around for somebody who's curious about me, not judgmental about me, someone who knows me, but doesn't think they know everything about me. Um, and someone who has good communication skills or is willing to learn them, um, because it's going to take all of that if they're going to support me, who I am, because, you know, I, I'm fairly logical and reasonable, but I also don't like being pushed or, or somebody trying to tell me what I'm supposed to do. I don't know about you, but that's sort of my profile. So this could apply to doctor visits as well, because I, I know when I go to the doctor, it's like going to the mechanic, you say to him, well, the car was making a noise. Well, it was sore right here, you know, but then sometimes you get in there and you go, oh, what the hell? I feel not bad now. So I, I, I guess it would help to engage somebody as soon as possible. Yeah, I think, you know, thinking back, what, why did you, why did we make the appointment in the first place? It's like, oh, well, this wasn't just an annual checkup. There were things you were interested in finding out. Let's see. I think when we were talking, there was something about your right knee that you was bothering you at the time. Because when you get to the doctors, you may have an adrenaline rush. You may have that little bit of adrenaline going on because when you go see the doctor, you know, it's a serious business sometimes. Or sometimes you're comfortable and that's fine. But if you don't have a, a backup person, Sometimes you can get short shrift and they'll say anything of concern. Oh, no. OK, well, no worries. OK, see you in six months, you know, kind of thing. Or here, I want you to take this new med. And it's like, oh, just a second. Hang on, because I think, Greg, aren't you on a, a cardiac med already? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's like, it's a lot to keep up, whether it's a bank or whether it's financial advising or whether it's or whether it's going to the store even at times you know I think having people in your life and it doesn't always have to be the same person but being aware we love to think we're totally independent and we might be until we can't be and not do it well and it's like how much extra resources do do you have in your pocket there, Greg, that you can spin away and, and get rid of and not find that it matters to the rest of your life? And I think you bring up a valid point, because as I'm thinking now, who would I want to make decisions for me? Somebody who's financially responsible, somebody who has confidentiality, or as you say, it could be a number of people. But there's a couple of people in my life that I don't want looking after me. No. I think that's as important as who you do, because, you know, when we were at the conference recently, one of the things that someone said who was living with dementia is they look back at who they had selected if their primary person was no longer available. Because the reality is, if I have a partner that's about my same age, or I have a situation where I think I'm going to be the one that goes first, and I turn out to be wrong, and my partner goes first, my person that I've selected goes first, who would be the replacement? And and who I thought I wanted back when I did this initial contract, 
may not be who I decide that's a good match for me now because my preferences, my needs, my support has changed dramatically and who's still around me may be changing. And so re-looking at this episodically and, you know, like really taking a lot harder look is, is this still a good match for me? Because we can set people who like plan in advance even can plan and then, oh, well, maybe we need to relook because I'm not sure this is a good match anymore. Eeks. And you don't want uh, that discovery to happen as the disease has progressed so far that you're not able to sort of articulate changes that you might want to make. Yeah. And, and I, if that's the case, I want someone who can read my language when I don't have all those articulation skills and is very skillful at being able to follow along with what I'm trying to express, even though I don't have all the language for it. I will have communication abilities because I have yet to meet someone who does it. It's what do we learn from what they're trying to show us and tell us and do. Um, and I think becoming really tuned into as, as my condition changes and I have fewer language capacity abilities, um, who's going to be my monitor then for interpreting? Who can interpret for me? So we, we've talked about things that you should, could look ahead for. Are there any other sort of red flags that we could talk about really briefly about what we should look ahead for? Yeah, I would say we want to be real tuned into the possibility that we don't want to create arguments among people we care about. So being thoughtful about prioritizing or do we have to come to a consensus or agreement or is someone primarily responsible and have we shared that out with the others who are involved so there's no surprise at that point where, they, well, I thought I would be. And keeping in mind that disposal of fiscal means can be different than healthcare needs that might be different than social support and needs. And just maybe looking harder at what are the most important things to me and who's a good match for that and who else do I need to let know about that kind of stuff so I'm not leaving my decision maker in a bind because it surprises people. Um, and trying to work it out so that it doesn't surprise. I'm not big into surprises because I think they are often not the thing you'd like them to be. <laughs> I, I think the, the message might here might be that uh, plan ahead. Plan ahead. You know, you don't have to dig deep into details to start with, but we do need to look ahead and go, okay, so if then, that's a good starting place. Or when then. <laughs> When this happens, then I'd like one of these things to happen, if possible. And because I would add, if possible. If you don't deal with it now, somebody else might be dealing with it later. Yeah, and it's more a question of when than if. And if you get lucky and you don't need it at all, well, congratulations. You planned a little too much, so don't go overboard. I mean, it's not like a wedding. It's not one single event where everybody's going to gather together. It's a life, and it's going to be a process. Keepa, thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast. For more information, check out tipasnow.com.